The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 24. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Berizzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. All right, um, before we talk about this episode, I wanted to mention that if you like our show, please check out some of the other shows on StarQuest, including The Secrets of Star Trek, Secrets of Doctor Who, and Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World, among others. You can find all those shows at sqpn.com or on your favorite podcast app. And also be sure to stick around and we'll have some feedback from our listeners. And leave a five-star we- review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, yeah. Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really does help promote the show. Uh, word of mouth yeah, is pretty does. much our only word that we <laughs> have. Mouth. Yes. <laughs> all right. And today we are talking about the uh, third episode of season two. It's entitled Prisoners. The SG-1 team visits the Fire Swamp from Princess Bride. Fortunately, there are no ROUSs. Unfortunately, they are inadvertently convicted of aiding and abetting a murderer by the Teldor, the xenophobic rulers of the planet. For their crimes, they are sent through the Stargate onto the planet Hedante, a prison world. They meet a woman named Linnea, who promises to help them power the Stargate with her cold fusion tumbleweeds if they take her back with them. Meanwhile, back at the SGC, SG-3 has returned from the gate after investigating SG-1's disappearance, and SG-9, the diplomatic team, is sent through the gate to negotiate with the Taldor. General Hammond ends up going through the gate himself to confront the Taldor and cut through the legalistic red tape. Back on Hedante, Linnea cures a recently arrived prisoner's blindness, who then runs off without thanking her. SG-1 and Linnea are able to power up the Stargate and return to Earth by way of a planet that SG-3 is currently surveying, but Simeon, the former blind man, is able to escape with them. Back at the SGC, Carter and Dr. Janet give Linnea access to their computers for some inconceivable reason. Simeon reveals to Hammond that Linnea is the destroyer of worlds and was sent to Hedante because she killed half the population of the planet. Linnea incapacitates Carter and Fraser and escapes through the Stargate. What are your thoughts on this episode, uh, Father? Oh, this uh, this one I, I I kind of enjoy. I mean, it, it's it's almost a bottle episode because most of it is either in existing sets or one set that they you know that they put together with the prison. So mm-hmm. you could tell it was it was a lower quality or not quality but lower value for cost uh, episode. But it's one of those I, I've always kind of liked and and um. It's interesting to find out that Jack's been to prison before, you know. Yeah. But, no, it's, I, I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? No, this is a good one. This is something that uh, I think they do a lot of in season two, or several times, I should say. But it's a one-off, so it, it's not really connected to the rest of the uh, 
you know, the episodes. It's kind of like a one world, one episode. And uh, it's it's engaging. You show on the edge of your seat. You're not sure how you know they're going to get out. but You're not sure how. And it's some cool technology along with it. Yeah. What about you, Victor? Yeah, I really like this episode, too. I think it's probably one of the best episodes to date. It's not one I would go back and watch like over and over again, just because some of the prison scenes are a little intense. But there's a lot going on in this episode thematically. Um, it's a very good episode. It has a very good twist at the end. And again, the moral, uh, don't do gain-of-function research on known pathogens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to uh, depart a bit from the consistency and say that I, I was not a big fan of this episode. <laughs> Mostly for the reason that I feel like they had too many different moving parts and they didn't really thoroughly explore any of the ideas they laid out like you get the get them on the prison planet but you don't really explore the like the the prison culture that's arisen there or them having to deal with that it's kind of just they're there and then the prisoners are very briefly a problem but then it's kind of brushed to the side and i would have liked to see at least some of sg9's negotiating with the talder like i feel like that was a really interesting idea that they brought up and then they kind of just let it drop like it's just mentioned off screen mostly i think we see some of that through general hammond's uh negotiation along <laughs> with uh, major kovacek who is i think one of my favorite characters uh today i don't think we ever see him again but i like just how <laughs> like he's really smart and sensible and rational and he's just a really yeah, excellent yeah. character he's someone like you would like meet at work and stuff and and i don't think we ever see him again yeah he's very no nonsense yeah mm -hmm. definitely a lawyer <laughs> yeah. yeah oh very much so <laughs> well i will jump in and say that my 15 year old came in the room when i started this episode and she goes i love this episode this is one of my favorites nice. she didn't elaborate nice. as to why but she i'm gonna yeah. assume because it's little grandma lady is doing the unexpected and rocking everyone's world and she just yeah. thought that was super cool <laughs> 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 yeah, I liked the the set design for her like hut. It reminded me a little bit of something out of like a, the Dark Crystal. It was very mm -hmm. Jim Henson. Oh yeah, Agra's uh, Agra's hut there. Yeah, yeah. Well, even her uh, clothes, what she was wearing, it kind of reminded me of all the roots, you know, around mm -hmm. them, right? With the with the design on her dress, and then she even had like a whole cloak to go over it that match. Yeah, though when they were in the when they get taken by the Taldor at the beginning. And they're in that interrogation scene. I was just hoping for one of them to like put his arms up and do the thing from a uh, Tron. It looked like yeah. that, that poster. Yeah. <laughs> the big yeah. beam of light. Yeah. yeah. Now, and uh, if uh, Linnea looked familiar, she, her name is a, uh, was played by Bo Bonnie Bartlett, who is one of those actresses you've seen everywhere. She's all over the place. I mean, she's in so many different shows and series and everything. Interestingly, she, She's been married to uh, the actor William Daniels for like 70 years. And William Daniels is probably two roles that the, he's best known for is the voice of Kit in Knight Rider mm -hmm. and the principal mm -hmm. in Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say nice. um, yeah. St. Elsewhere. Yeah, St. Elsewhere as well. Yeah, yeah. he was. I grew up watching and, that one. Yeah. And by the way, the two of them played husband and wife in St. Elsewhere as well. Aww. Yeah, I saw on IMDb. She's also in. Uh, she was also in um, Boy Meets World. So they yeah. probably 
played yeah, opposite so she, each other several times it, at least. That's still it's still pretty incredible that they they've been married for seventy years this year because nineteen fifty one is when they got married. That's awesome. Oh, wow. uh, yep, Bonnie Bartlett, ninety two years young. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she was born in nineteen twenty nine, and she was still kicking around. Yep. Exactly. So. Yeah, I just, recognized her as a patience from the pilot episode of Firefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, like you're the right. Uh, yeah, I forgot she was in there too. Yeah, yeah, but she's a great she's a great actress. I mean, like I said, she's obviously had a good career, kept busy as they would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, <laughs> I saw as recent as uh, 2017. She's still uh, yeah. still doing stuff. So, oh, Grace Snyder on Little House. Yeah, I mean, an impressive uh, resume there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lucille on Home Improvement. Yeah. But yeah, um, I do. Uh, I do like how they're starting to get into the other layers of like the issues you'd be running into if you were doing this kind of thing, where you're going to these different planets, like mm-hmm. the, uh, worrying about the diplomacy, where you can't just go in and pull people out immediately. You've got to got to function within the framework of these planets that you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And not everyone understands what you're doing or agrees mm-hmm. with you or. You can just talk your way out of it or shoot your way out of it. it so it, it, I like that it, it added that extra layer. And also you've got that black and white mentality for law, right? Either yeah. you're just guilty and everyone gets the same punishment or like even General Hammond's trying to say, I'm guilty because I'm responsible for them. or I sent them there and they, well, did you order them to do this? No. Okay. Not guilty. Okay. Not guilty. Yep. Go home. Next. <laughs> yeah. Next case. It was really interesting to kind of contemplate what that would be like as a society, right? I I will say though that this is a better uh, episode of uh, accidental violations of law than say Wesley Crusher falling yeah. into the white greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good episode of Space Court because it it deals more with the uh, the fallout and the appeals process. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> appellate space Space yeah. Court. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> escape, escape from Stargate 13 or whatever. Uh, speaking of, um, of Star Trek, it did make me uh, think of that. The Voyager episode where Harry Kim and Tom Paris are put on that prison barge in space. Mm. And a lot of the episode is like their psychological breakdown within that prison culture. And then the B plot is Janeway trying to get them off the. That's off right. I that forgot, about, um, forgot about that. And that, was, that was a really good, uh, a really good examination of that. That's kind of what it made me think of. Yeah, very, very similar, very similar idea. Mm-hmm. This, this was a very dark episode too. There's, there's some gate shenanigans early on where, uh, you know, immediately coming to the prison planet, they see smoking feet and boots that are mm-hmm. just kind of smoking up, and it's because, in order to uh, instill loyalty or you know keep people from rioting, uh, Linnea is promoting an atmosphere of hope by telling people that they stand in front of the uh, vortex of the event horizon when the stargate opens they'll be they'll escape when in in uh in fact it, it vaporizes them so yep. yeah pretty pretty dark in that respect and then we get another moment later on where as sg1 is escaping the vortex completely destroys the food trough that the other prisoners use to catch the food as it pours <laughs> through turns well, it into great. basically like like just smoking rubble oh, yeah. i was watching yep. this with our eight-year-old and i said oh no they just destroyed their food trough and and he goes uh, uh well it's uh you know Sucks to be them, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too, too bad for those people. But um, he yeah, also that. noticed that that when Linnea was dialing the Stargate, she was dialing the Abydos gate address again. 
So. Oh yeah. Oh, oh really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. funny. Using you know, that same uh when video you, clip. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When you um you look at the the course, there's the one time the Koosh comes out and you can see the three people that were standing there, the ones that pushed Daniel out of the way. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see them in the vortex and all of a sudden they're gone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, that's yeah, yeah. that is dark. Yep. Yeah, oh. I like that effect. It was it was convincing yeah. and creepy. For sure, they gotta survive. They're sure no. Daniel is the conscience of the team, right? Yeah. You're going to die. You need to Somewhat, move. Yeah. And the rest of them are like, leave him alone. And, and, and of course, you know, a couple of times in this, Daniel doesn't listen as Daniel does. Yes. And Daniel pays the price as Daniel does. And he still doesn't yep. learn as <laughs> Daniel does. <laughs> That's what you need him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Recurring thing. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk about that. Uh, the food trough scene, though, because that was just unappetizing as all oh, get out. Yes. <laughs> they did a really good job making unappetizing oatmeal there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes rules like, sound good, right? Yeah, camp, camp oatmeal. There. Oh, <laughs> just pouring through the Stargate in like yeah. a stream. Like you don't even see the dispenser; it's just yeah. squirting out of the Stargate. You see the horse on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that is that the first time we've seen really something coming through in that manner. I know I we did so, later, yeah, but yeah, I, you okay. know, the, I saw some people discussing it online. Like, can't so now we know you can pour stuff through. Well, I mean, we've we seen Kipo with the bodies, remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we've seen Gwauld uh, throw bombs through the, the mm-hmm. pilot episode where they threw the flash bomb or the the scanner bomb or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, the gate times out like after like fifteen seconds with no matter passing through it, so a constant stream of because you know when they first walk through the Stargate, they don't all go through at once; they space themselves mm-hmm. out. So. There's some sort of like, you know, timeout or something going on there. Yeah. So does that mean you could enact some sort of like physical denial of service attack by just firing like a ton of oatmeal through the gate? All at or <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. They do. Yeah. Episode later. Yep. Yep. Where there's, 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 there's an episode yep. about that where, yeah, the goal will attack, attack SGC with a stream of particles that heats up. It ends up heating up the uh, iris. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's the Satan Gould, I think, that does it so core. What did y'all think about the name of the uh, planet? Dante. It uh, so I guess it's a kind of a poor man too of Hades and Dante. So you get that mm-hmm. kind of hell vibe. Although it did make me think of like al dente, <laughs> undercooked noodles. I was thinking if it's supposed to be like Hades and you know Circle of Hell stuff, why are yeah. they wearing puffy winter jackets? Yeah, because hell is cold. Hell is cold. Yeah. If you've read, if you've read the Inferno, actually, the lowest level of hell is okay. frozen by the wind of the devil. Not his, his high school. Not angel. Yeah, yeah. So his his wings are because he's he's stuck in there. He's actually frozen in the lower level of of hell. So yeah, the top yeah, level like is hot, but as you go down, it actually gets colder. <laughs> so that actually fits. When they later go to hell, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do like um that whole uh Linnea's kind of her uh anti matter or her fusion matter like mass thing that she's got and she's talking about uh the fundamental particles and it is nice to see that uh she's programming in basic to get that get that done. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> with a koala pad. She had a Commodore sixty four that was also used with the Apple II, a koala pad. <laughs> Oh, drawing tablet. <laughs> it is a koala pad. I, I looked it up. I had one as, as a kid. 
too many yeah, pictures on my Commodore awesome. 64 with that. But yeah, it is a koala pad. And um, okay, I just this just came to me. The only oh. explanation: Linnea is a time lord. It's the only way well, that she would know how to like work all the technology, well, get everything not just, done. Not, make, yeah. not just not just a time lord, the doctor. Oh, she is the doctor because she was called the destroyer of worlds. And what do the Daleks call the doctor? The destroyer, destroyer yeah. of worlds. Yeah, she's, Linnea is the doctor. <laughs> Maybe she's, she's one, one, of, the one of the timeless children regenerations. Can we do a crossover? No. Secrets of Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't recall, but don't we see her later with a different face? Like she has a different face. She gets, gets de yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So there, there we go. You're hearing it here first. Linnea <laughs> is one of the timeless children doctors regenerations. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Secrets of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> so we can add her to. Uh, is it Mary Poppins is also considered to be one of the regenerations of the Doctor? Oh, uh, the the, the uh, Missy you're talking about. I think people like. There's like a like a oh. joke about Mary Poppins being a Time Lord too. Oh, I've not heard that one, but could yeah, be. I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's got a magic um, um, umbrella or you know a sonic umbrella. I guess you could say that lets her fly. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of of uh, the Missy, who is the Time Lord, the Master, the female incarnation of the Time the Master. Oh yeah, and you know, of course, he had kind of the the evil uh, Mary Poppins look going on. Yeah, she had the evil Mary <laughs> nice. Poppins look. So. <laughs> so Hammond Hammond really shines in this episode. I mean, ultimately, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's he's ineffective, but he gets off probably like i think one of my favorite lines of this episode and maybe several episodes where, where he's about ready to step to the gate and he's like the things i do for these people you know yeah. right. going to yeah. an alien world to argue with some judges who could banish me to prison for life and and he didn't seem to want to listen to i forget his name sg9 oh, Co- uh, kovacek kovacek no he was all oh, yeah. like you know texas justice we're gonna do this my way yep going guns a blazing yeah yeah, yeah like it. i uh is this the first time we've seen him go through the gate yes. i know he yes. went through when he goes to antarctica but this is the first time he goes off well he didn't right? he didn't go through the gate to antarctica they he went the long way around Helicopter. oh yeah that's Plane. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah he went by by aircraft uh yeah this is the first time he's gone through the gate that's why he kind of looked at it and kind of hesitated because he hadn't been through yeah. it yet are you sure they be the last the right time address? though <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i read this is the f- first time you see someone go through the gate from the opposite side of the gate that effect right. where we were we saw him step through going towards us through the yep. gate yeah, oh nice cool i, which that's, I that. love that effect where it looks like you're looking through water like a, a, mm-hmm. a waterfall such a cool yeah effect. kind of a nice change that is something that i've thought about um and i haven't seen universe so i don't know if they do this but if they ever do make a new stargate show I imagine they're probably going to want to update the effects to make them more realistic, but I really, really hope that they would keep the same effects for the actual Stargate mm-hmm. portal, even though it's very clearly just water. It just works. They change the color, like depending on which galaxy you're in, I think, but mm-hmm. basically the same. Yep. Yeah. So we'll just have to see uh, what they do with that. Yep. So on the on the prison planet, we get a we get a rogues gallery of characters there. We get this little scavenger guy who runs around and tries to be their friends. And he talks to Teal'c and says, you know, maybe maybe I'd be your friend. And Teal'c goes, maybe not. Which is yeah. a pretty sick burn to this poor guy. But 
And then right at the end, when they're all gating off, he's like running to the gate and gets there and it shuts down. And he's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> kind of like a puppy that, you know, yeah. gets left behind. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get uh, Vishnur played by the character actor, Mark Ackeson, who is someone who's been in everything as well. And he's a little too cuddly, I think, to really be taken as a credible threat. He kind of just like when he he just hugs you to death and and um, he's murdered by Linnea's like, I guess, a ghoul device or something. And. I didn't get right away that he had died from that, but then they're yeah, like, I thought he oh. was just like, knocking yeah. Out. And they're like, Oh, Daniel, you must've killed him somehow. And he's like, Oh, I, I guess I did somehow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I don't was... remember getting the upper hand. Did... Yeah. Okay. The fact that they didn't question that a little bit more, right? Yeah. Well, they do, but they just kind of say like, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive in a prison world, especially if you're a woman among all these dudes. Yeah. But, but they kind of brushed it off. They kind of brushed it off. Like, but how did he, you know, no one ever, I don't know, really thought about it. Because obviously Daniel was incapacitated. He didn't kill him. So how did he die? And they're just like, meh, we don't care. Let's go. I don't know. His heart exploded yeah. or something. Yep. Too much, too <laughs> much flop. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. Speaking of being cuddly, he did kind of give off the vibe of uh, that Looney Tunes character who uh, like squeezes his yeah. butt to death. I'm going to hug him and squeeze him and call him George. Yeah. <laughs> the same kind of voice for that Lenny yeah and then uh the blind man Simeon played by Michael uh Puttinen if I'm saying that right and he's another character actor who's been in like everything made in Vancouver for the Mm -hmm. past like 30 years um but I thought he handled I thought that scene was done very well where she cures his blindness and like he sees her and then runs away and it's like you know the SGs really don't comment on it but it it does kind of communicate that you know Linnea isn't really all she's she seems to be and uh, right. she's a little too enthusiastic about like, oh, this will allow me to replicate a virus, and these <laughs> these gates go everywhere. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> tell yeah. me more. Tell me more. You say. So tell me about these basics you talk about. These basic elements you talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they return to the SGC. Um, they go. They hop from because they can't go directly back to the SGC because the iris is closed and they don't have their uh, garage door openers. Mm-hmm. So they go to the planet where SG3 is, and then they hop from there back to the SGC, and they immediately kind of give her full reign of all their systems. And Yes. Sam Carter's a little oh, too dear. eager to show her off all yeah. their, their goodies. on the, Oh, so you've got something that stores a lot of the machine that stores a lot of data. Oh, yeah. Let me show you how you use our computer. Yeah. And of course, she's immediately, you know. <laughs> yeah, Sam wasn't really, like, at the top of her game in this episode. You know, when they're showing... Uh, when Linnea is showing them the cold fusion roots and, and uh, she's, she's like, well, we could use it to power the gate, but it's not going to be as simple as splicing together a few wires. And then they get to the gate and all they got to do is like wrap the moss around the gate. <laughs> it's around easier. It, yeah. It's way yeah. easier than splicing together a few wires. <laughs> yeah. Carter, we don't even need a crimping tool. Carter was definitely dazzled by all the possible science, right? Yeah. Def- definitely not uh, paying attention because there were a lot of red flags. Oh, yeah. Linnea wasn't what she seemed. I think just, Jack saw him, but he, you know, he's thinking you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Well, it, just the fact that she survived in this very rough environment for su- seemingly a long time and had everybody basically afraid of her, mm-hmm. you know, or even, even the, the big baddie, you know, Vishnor is like, no, nope, I'm not going to, not going to mess with you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. there, you know, and it, it's like, okay, there's something more to this woman than just that sweet uh, science, sciencey grandma that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I don't know if I missed it, but I don't think they talk about where she got all her technology that she has with her. Like, I guess it's implied she kind of just scavenged it from the mm-hmm. civilization on that planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the civilization that was 15,000 years old. And I didn't get the impression that the Taldor race had created that t- technology that they just found this world and set things up there. But the uh, Gate World Wiki has a different kind of read on it. And thank you very much to our listeners for sending that uh, that long timeline in that shows the uh, the history of the um, Atlanteans and, and the uh, ancients. Um, that was very helpful. It came up very in a previous episode. Keeps coming up. Yeah, you know, what's yeah, the timeline yeah, well, uh, of all this? Yeah. Yeah, we'll make sure to include that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll bookmark that. And... Yep. Absolutely. Print it out, put it on the wall in front of my desk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the little uh, connected with, with pieces of yarn and string. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> but if the replicators were created by a cardboard, then, then, how, yeah, they, Android, then how did they originate well, in Pegasus Galaxy? We'll see Victor like that 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 yeah. meme where the crazy guy he's pointing at it. Yeah. You know, it's not just, <laughs> just insane. That'll be a Victor. Yeah. You put it behind you. Yeah. Yeah. It's already me. <laughs> yes. Did you have any uh, other thoughts on this episode, Father Corey? Um, I think that was it. I like the the fact that they compared the prison planet to Botany Bay in Australia, not the SS Botany Bay in uh, Star Trek, but uh. Of course, Botany Bay is, as they say in the show, Sydney Harbor. That's where the first prisoners were basically thrown off of in Australia. And the Catholics. And the Catholics. Same difference. <laughs> 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 I love uh, Tilt's reaction when he first sees the slop come in. He just walks up, looks at it, went, nope, walks off. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Junior's got me. I'm good. <laughs> yep. And do some intermittent fasting. And then, you know, of course, it's pretty clear that we now know that, you know, Wuhan Labs was actually run by Linnea. And she's the one who created <laughs> COVID-19. She's the bat lady. That's right. yeah. And that's all I got now that I threw that one out. There. Nice. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned episodes of Voyagers. Like right after I watched this, I watched that late season one episode where uh, Neelix has to reconcile with the guy that, you know, that basically bombed his planet and gave everybody right. a horrible disease and stuff. And I'm like, his moon, I guess. And so, yeah, it, it was definitely out there in the, in the late, mid to late nineties and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a mm-hmm. Oppenheimer attitude yep. towards things. Who Although actually, uh, remorseful, so. yeah, quoted, I, I'm become death destroyer of worlds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Lisa, do you have any other notes? No, for once. You didn't ask us if we see her again, like this whole world building thing, because the answer is yes. But we not saw, the same person. Not the same. No, yeah. We see Destroyer of Worlds. Let's put it that way. We see her again. Yes. And uh, no, I love it. I love the little twist. I like the edge of your seat. Um, kind of using the, the old grandma to be evil. That was mm-hmm. that was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Barry Grimm's fairy tales, you know, Hansel yeah. and Gretel and stuff. and. Yep. Yeah. And we get a little, yeah. little bit into uh, Jack's background that we're going to delve into. Uh, I think it's this season later about going to prison and his experience. So just nice. Continuing character development. I watched four months of my life disappear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How does that, I wonder how that affects your, uh, I know Father, Father Corey, you might have. Uh, insight on this, but like, how does that affect you rising through the ranks in the Air Force if you have like a record? Um, I don't know. Honestly, you know, it, it's 
I guess it would depend on why you were put in prison. Like, you know, if you're in prison in uh, another country because, like, false charges or whatever, that could be one thing. But if, if you did something stupid over there, generally you don't rise through the ranks. You rise out of the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a POW camp, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. POW, yeah. POW is something, you know, very different. You know, yeah. there, there are lots of, lots of people who were POWs at one time mm. or another and still were able to continue in the military. And continue with okay, their yeah, that makes sense. You See, know. I don't know why he was in prison yet. So, yeah, yeah. So. Jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's always that. <laughs> All right. Um, we have some uh, feedback from our listeners. Uh, Tech Matt says, or no, sorry. Tech Matt, Secrets of Stargate. Tech Matt. I just wanted. I just wanted to say I'm really enjoying the podcast. I'm an original Stargate fan and saw the movie in theaters as an eight-year-old, mm. and I remember being freaked out by the Horus guards and Ra's flashing eyes. <laughs> I then watched SG-1 reruns for years out of order, and around season seven, I was actually able to watch it live from then on. Regarding the most recent episode, Solitudes, my thought about the Serpent Guard is maybe he got there the same way Jack and Sam did by the gate jumping from the Egypt gate to the Antarctica gate. Mm -hmm. My question is then about what was a serpent guard doing there by trying doing there, trying to gate to Egypt that just got him booted to Antarctica since Ra and Apophis were enemies, a possible spy for Ra trying to escape Apophis, then staff weapons fire as he made his escape, made the gate jump. So it looks like he's asking about, um, on the episode where they're trapped on uh, in Antarctica, why that, uh, Apoph uh, the serpent guard was there. Yeah, well, that's a good. So yeah, that's a it's good. A good uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, good head cannon. He says, uh, "Looking forward to uh, uh, the approaching finale of the first season, and what other secrets will be uncovered." Yeah, we yep. just uh, at this point in recording that will be a couple a couple weeks ago. So hope you enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. It's all timey wimey on this show. Or wait, sorry, wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we get some time right, uh, coming up here soon too. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> That's Bradley C from uh from Mobile, Alabama, so a good good neck of the woods to be from. Uh says, Hey guys, I just wanted to send over a little love and support uh to Secrets of Star uh, Stargate, as well as Yay. all the great stuff over at SQPN. However, I know it's been mentioned by previous feedback, but y'all absolutely have to do some variety in the coverage. I can't wait ten seasons to hear about Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> well it's so, not yeah, 10 it's so, eight seven. so yeah seven and a half yeah because we're gonna we're gonna intersperse that once we get to that and we'll kind of yeah. do a back and forth i think is i think is what we'll do yeah but yeah we also um did uh like you mentioned earlier victor we wanted to say uh thanks to uh susan gardner 19 on twitter for sending along that uh gate world link i'll make sure that's included in the show notes <laughs> but yeah no we uh yeah, again, we uh, really appreciate all the feedback from our listeners, and we love to hear from y'all. And uh, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the Secrets of Stargate, including Lawrence V, Aubrey Z, Kathy F, Dogwood T, and Rhea B. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media 
or on Twitter at SQPN. You can also join the StarQuest Fan Club mailing list by texting StarQuest to 66866. Send StarQuest to 66866. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, The Gamekeeper. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me in sharing Secrets of Stargate. Well, thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack. Now look scary and take point. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?